Welcome to the Energy Detox, a petroleum-based blend of leadership conversations guaranteed to boost your professional and personal output by flushing away the hidden and often toxic barriers to peak performance. I'm your host, Joe Sinnott, a chemical engineer, executive coach, and 15-year energy industry veteran helping you tap into the same resources fueling today's most successful and sustainable leaders. And today we're going to talk about how those leaders are able to brighten their company cultures without resorting to quick fixes and gimmicks and tricks that are, quite frankly, not sustainable. And to drive today's conversation, we're going to turn to the fact that today is the winter solstice, which means it is the shortest day of the year. It is the darkest day of the year. And of course, it's a a day when you can find no shortage of headlines talking about helping people through depression, helping people through what will be the next three months of winter, helping people through what is often a very stressful time of year. And compounding all of the normal stresses of winter and darkness and, and again, the holiday season is the fact that, again, we are, of course, in a global pandemic and we're still dealing with all of the various workforce-related items that are continuing to push employees, to induce anxiety, and to really make a mess in many ways of many companies, particularly in the oil and gas industry. So today we're going to take the excuse of this winter solstice. We're going to take the excuse of all of these energy industry headlines related to people in the workforce, and we're going to weave them into a message that is focused on you and in particular your employees and the ways that you're working with them to help make the next three months a little bit better, a little bit smoother, and a little bit more productive for you, for your organization, and again, for those who are working for you and with you. And while typically here on these daily iterations of the Energy Detox, we've been bringing in specific energy headlines, I'm not going to do that today because, again, the focus is pretty straightforward and, quite frankly, it's pretty universal because we're talking about people. We're talking about their desire, in many cases, to have more autonomy, their desire to reduce anxiety, their desire to not be burned out so that they can contribute better to their families from a personal standpoint and outside of work hours, which of course have been increasingly blurred as we continue this work from home experiment for many companies. So with that being said, today we are going to step through, as we have been doing, three discrete questions to help you make better decisions, to help you think more critically and consciously about your relationship with your employees. And of course, uh, even though we're not going to focus on one particular energy industry headline today. We will, of course, weave in themes from the energy industry, in particular themes related to flaring. And the fact that flaring is basically wasted energy and it's it's wasted money in many cases and it's wasted, you know, uh, reserves and molecules that could be used for good purposes, much like companies like yours are in many cases wasting energy, wasting time, wasting money on efforts that, quite frankly, are useless. We'll also weave in the theme of the energy industry and its impact to brighten the world, figuratively and literally. How the energy industry and its production of, again, clean, plentiful, affordable hydrocarbons helps bring people out of poverty and helps people, of course, brighten their homes and lead more successful, healthier lives because of that. 
And again, we're going to take all those themes together and bring it back to you as a leader, regardless of what your role is, regardless of whether you have a formal management role, regardless of whether you're in human resources, regardless of whether you're a senior leader, or quite frankly, even if you're just in transition and you're looking for a new role, these questions, I promise, will help you in both your professional and personal life. And the first of those questions today is, what is one way you can better connect with one employee today? Because again, this time of year, it can become very overwhelming. I know at least in our family and, you know, you're, you're trying to figure out gifts and shopping and, and we got two birthdays in the mix, two of our kids. So there's a lot of logistics and you're trying to deal with lots of different people and we're writing thank yous to these people and you're figuring out which gifts are for these people and which ones go to this secret Santa and all these various things that are going on. But if you can slow things down and focus on one person today, particularly if again, you're in a leadership position, one person that works for you or with you. And what's one thing that you can do for them today to better connect with them? Not necessarily gift them anything, not necessarily, uh, you know, make them like you more, not necessarily make them more productive uh, in this uh, season of you know, reduced productivity for many people and many companies. But what's one thing you can do? And again, it's an open-ended question. And as you ponder that, I'll give you one example. And this is something we've talked about before in the Energy Detox, but I think it's really Quite frankly, it's really beneficial for the people that I know that I've worked with that have employed it. And that is to ask one person today, how are you doing today? How are you doing today? And that last word, which again was you know inserted in this question by design, is very important because it's one thing to try to make small talk. It's one thing to ask how things are going. It's one thing to shoot an email or a text or something like that. But if you have the opportunity to talk with someone either face-to-face -face or even just over the phone and maybe to a lesser extent over Zoom or Teams or whatever, asking them, how are you doing today? It's a very different question from most of the small talk that you, you know, you unconsciously engage in all the time, right? How are you doing today? When you ask how you're doing Again, what do most people say? I, I'm fine. Or perhaps if they've gone through something stressful or they're going through something stressful, you know, overall, they're not fine. They're not doing well. And whether they say that or not, that's what's going to pop into their head. But just getting very specific and again, focusing on one individual, one person and one day and saying, how are you doing today is a very different question because odds are they're going to focus on something that's going on that day at that moment. And they're much more inclined to give you something back in return that's something more meaningful, that's something more insightful, that allows you, again, to hear what they're saying and to better connect with that individual so that you can help them along, so that you can be on guard, so that you can look for patterns. And I'll say that the, you know, the impetus for this question came from an article I read about, gosh, four, four and a half years ago. And it was about Sheryl Sandberg, who is the COO of Facebook and now Meta. Uh, and she was talking about how in the time following her husband's death that, you know, hearing people say, well, how are you doing? Again, it was, it was not a very good question. It was a question that she had asked again for decades prior, but again, it's just, it just wasn't a good question. It was devoid of any real meaning. And she said the thing that kind of shifted for her is when she started asking other people, especially people she knew that were going through tough times, like she had been following the death of her husband saying, how are you doing today? It's a very different question and it's very focused again on, you know, the, the, you know, the here and now and not the, the bigger picture, which again, you know, people kind of go through life and they probably have a decent picture or de decent feel for, you know, what the big picture is. In some cases it stinks. It's horrible. It's dark. So try to brighten people's day by getting into, you know, some specifics, asking not just how they're doing from a vague standpoint, not just saying, Hey, what are you working on? Not just these open-ended questions, but getting into 
what it is that's going through their mind at that very moment when you're connecting with them so that you might actually extract something of value that's front and center in their brains and not this general malaise. Because it's easy to attack specific things, right? It's easy to attack a finite challenge or issue. It's very challenging. It's much more challenging, of course, to try to address something wider and vaguer, like somebody who, again, is going through something that is, is, you know, maybe bordering on depression or that is stemming from, you know, loss of a loved one or just, again, the, the malaise and the, the difficulties that can come this time of year. So again, ask yourself what is one thing you can do for one individual today. But if you're looking for some help or if you're looking for a way to approach some of the, the, the normal conversation that you have with individuals, Gravitate towards this one question that says, how are you doing today? Moving on to the next question for today, and that is, are you unwittingly widening fractures between corporate wellness programs and company culture? Because many organizations, especially large organizations, spend lots of time, money, and energy on wellness programs, wellness initiatives, trying to help people's wellness, their well-being, whether it's their physical health, their mental health. And it's all good stuff, right? It's not bad. I've taken advantage of it in, in my years, uh, you know, having worked for you know, corporations that, yeah, you know what? They're willing to spend a couple dollars. I'm willing to take advantage of it. And, you know, by and large, it's a good thing. Are they getting their bang for their buck, if you will? Yeah, I don't know. But it's not a bad thing. However, in many cases, a lot of the things that are being pushed from a wellness standpoint, from a, from a well-being standpoint, are at odds with the company culture. And again, this is something you know, certainly if you're in the world of human resources or organizational you know, psychology or things like that, clearly one of the things that you are intently aware of are the gaps or the fractures, if you will, between company culture, the you know, unwritten rules, the things that kind of really drive people and really drive managers and really drive the, the company forward and the more formal written uh, programs, initiatives, undertakings, if you will. Again, very different worlds that in many cases are not addressed. Address those and you might actually see some momentum. You actually might see some consistency. You might actually see less burnout, less disengagement and uh, you know less of a hit to your company's morale because it's those gaps. It's those fractures between the unwritten rules and the company culture and all of these wellness initiatives. But the problem that I see, again, I've seen it firsthand and I see it now working with individuals, is that in many cases, companies double down on the initiatives and the programs and the, you know, the fancy or in some cases not so fancy, uh, you know, videos and publications and, and polished messages from upper management about taking care of yourself this time of year and, and being safe and being on guard and taking time to yourself and doing all of these various things that sound good. But quite frankly, in many cases, piss people off because they know that it's completely at odds with the culture and it's completely at odds with what their leader and what their manager is actually expecting of them. And telling them to do, you know, in a, you know, unwritten and in some cases, you know, unsaid way. So ask yourself again, are you unwittingly widening fractures between what your company is saying publicly and, and these great rah-rah things that are telling people to take care of themselves and the reality, which is your company culture, which is obviously more impactful. It's more present and it's the thing that people feel. So identify where those gaps are, and more importantly, identify the ways in which you might be widening those gaps, regardless of whether you are in a formal leadership position, regardless of whether you are an individual contributor, or of course, if you're at the very top of a company and you know you see yourself as maybe somewhat removed and you're being told that, hey, your company's doing all these things and they're filtering down, but in reality, 
What are you doing to contribute to the widening gap between company culture and company initiatives? Which brings us to the third and final question today, which is how much time, money, and energy are you wasting on outside fixes to burnout, to anxiety, and to disengagement? And as we said at the outset, in many ways, the things that many companies are doing is much like flaring, right? It's a waste. It's a waste of energy. It's a waste of money. And quite frankly, it's a, it's a detriment. It's a, it's a black eye, if you will, on an industry that is doing so much for the environment and so much to do, again, what's right from an ESG standpoint that when there's unnecessary flaring, again, it, it kind of brings everything down. And in many cases, you as a leader might be spending time, energy, and money on things that are well-intentioned. You know, this time of year, you go, you're going out and you're mindlessly buying gifts for people, probably 80% of which aren't needed and, you know, aren't necessary and, you know, wind up getting donated to goodwill by the time next Christmas rolls around. But are you doing the same thing from a corporate standpoint? Are you investing again in these, some of these initiatives and programs that we talked about in the prior question? And are you doing that at the expense of your people? And quite frankly, at the expense of your bottom line. And instead of looking for quick fixes and programs and looking to outsiders to help, you know, influence your company and come up with a new game plan and, and help boost employee morale and engagement and hire better people and retain talent and attract talent and all of these things that can add up to a very, very large bill at the end of the day. Are there things you can be doing internally to empower yourself and quite frankly, to empower your managers and your leaders to do the small things, to ask the small questions, to identify the gaps that we talked about in the previous question, to ask the questions that we talked about in the first question. Are you, are you taking advantage of internal resources? Are you taking advantage of the opportunity for people to actually just pick up the phone and communicate with their employees, to actually have employee sit-downs outside of the formal you know, annual appraisal process or biannual appraisal process or whatever you have in place? Are you taking advantage of those small things instead of leaning on quick fixes, expensive fixes, outside fixes that in many cases don't work? Or if they do work, it's short term. It's not sustainable. So ask yourself, again, where you're bleeding money, where you're unnecessarily flaring uh, gas and energy, if you will. Ask yourself in what ways you're contributing to a culture that relies too heavily upon these quick fixes, these outside resources, these outside influences, when in reality, if you just put your foot down and say, look, we're going to quit all these gimmicks and we're going to focus on treating people as individuals, listening to them, asking what it is that's, you know, challenging them, and then asking if there is a practical way to address them. And by practical, in many cases, I mean free. I mean simple. I mean sustainable. I don't mean exotic long-term, 24-month programs. So that's the challenge for you today. That's the question for you today is how can you find ways to better connect with your employees at a time when, again, there's a lot of darkness. There's a lot of literal darkness today. In fact, in the Northern Hemisphere, uh, more darkness than any other day out of the year. There's a lot of figurative darkness out there that I don't need to, to step through, of course. Um, you can look at any uh, headline, any uh, news uh, aggregating site, and you can see no shortage of darkness out there. So how can you brighten your employees? How can you brighten your culture? Quite frankly, how can you brighten yourself? And it starts by asking some basic questions. It starts by setting aside all of the demands that you feel you have upon you to, to check all these boxes and to say certain things that, quite frankly, are falling on deaf ears. 
And it starts with you again, asking the questions that we asked today. So with that being said, I appreciate you tuning in and, and helping to answer those questions for yourself. I hope you have an excellent uh, winter solstice and, and I hope you enjoy tomorrow, which of course kicks off the next, what, six months of days getting longer and longer. So with that being said, thanks again for tuning in and have a great day.